Um, so if you've never read uh, the story of Philemon and Onesimus before, it's a fantastic story. Um, I'm going to guess that most of you have heard the name Philemon before. Yeah? Right? Like, it's an actual book of the Bible. All right, so maybe not. But, I mean, you at least, like, it sounds like it could be a book of the Bible. Onesimus, though, exactly, Chuck. Right? Like, never heard of the guy. But he's the key player in this whole thing, Onesimus. Uh, And he is our unsung hero this morning. So Onesimus was a slave belonging to Philemon. Paul is in jail in Ephesus when he meets Onesimus. Onesimus seems to have been on the run because he somehow found disfavor with his master Philemon. When he encounters Paul, Paul shares with him the gospel and, and Onesimus comes to believe. That's the short story in a nutshell and where we find ourselves today when Paul writes this fantastic letter. A reminder that there are real people behind these stories in the Bible uh, with very uh, uh, real and relatable emotions. Paul writes this letter and he starts out by just slathering Philemon with all this praise. You know, Philemon, I've heard all about how loving and kind you are. You're so loving that I give thanks for you all the time because of your loving. You're such a loving guy. Over and over and over again. Until he finally gets to the ask. Onesimus, I want you to take him back as if he were me. He might owe you something from that little skirmish that you and he had. But you know, just charge it to me. And my favorite line in the whole book. But I won't mention that you owe me your very life. Paul is, if nothing, a great rhetorician, uh, a wonderful politician. Uh, the word less favorably would be a manipulator, right? Uh, he knows what to say uh, to get the right result when he's making an ask. And that's the end of the story in Scripture. Paul making this plea on behalf of the slave Onesimus. I wonder, can you think of anybody who lived in, ooh, 1862? Can you think of anybody who lived in 1862? Andrew Jackson? Lincoln? Right? We think of the politicians and the generals. How many slaves can you think of their names? There were millions. There were millions. But we don't remember the slaves, but we remember Onesimus and we give him a name. A reminder that even those that we would want to overlook are unsung heroes in God's eyes. Even those that we would not want to name and to remember and to write down are written down by God in order that we might remember, like Onesimus. God remembers Onesimus. God remembers us when we feel overlooked and forgotten. God remembers all the names. All the names.
all the names. Onimismus is a word that means useful. And Paul, I know that you all love my sense of humor. Uh, you appreciate puns very much. Uh, I want you to know that puns are biblical. So what Paul says is Onesipus, whose name means useful. Onesipus has become useless to you, but now he's useful to us both, says Paul. And the story goes beyond scripture. Christian tradition says that Onesipus is set free and remains in Ephesus where he becomes a bishop in that city. And we have a written record of a bishop in Ephesus named Onesipus. He became very useful. Imagine in that time of the infancy of the church, the number of people that came to believe because of the preaching of a young bishop named Onesimus, the preaching of a former slave named Onesimus. How likely is it that we would have preserved things like Paul's letter to Ephesus or the book of Philemon? Or so much more of the gospel story without the witness of people, useful people, like Onesimus. Onesimus had a purpose. He was useful. I've struggled some in this time, and, and, and from what I've heard during the last eight weeks of quarantine, it's a common thing. I've struggled with feeling useful. Is that a thing that you're familiar with? As you sit around the house, even if you're working, right? You're sitting at your kitchen table or in your study. (coughs) Some of us are commuting in still uh, because our work is essential. But most of us are home a lot. And if we're working, we're not doing the same things that we used to do. If we're working, we're not working in the same way that we used to to be. And we're hearing as people talk about their experiences during this quarantine that that feeling of restlessness, uselessness, what am I even doing is common among us. Onesimus reminds us that we are all useful, even now, especially now. I firmly believe that the times of the greatest struggles in the world are the times of the greatest strength in the church. Say that again because it's worth saying. The times of the greatest struggles in the church are the times of the greatest strength. Struggles in the world are times of the greatest strength in the church. People need the message that has been entrusted to us right now. A message of hope. A message of joy. A message of God's purpose for our lives and for the world. We are useful. Onesimus could have given up even after he was freed and just disappeared. But instead he shared what had been given to him. At a time when people like Paul were being imprisoned for the ways that they declared the faith. At a time when people were being arrested and abused. At a time when people were going hungry because there was not enough food. When people couldn't find work and there were outbreaks of disease throughout the empire. Onesimus 
was useful. He proclaimed the message that Paul declared to him. A message that our God is stronger than death. That our God raised Jesus from the dead and gifted each one of us with a purpose. Some of us are in jobs that are keeping this whole thing moving still as we go to the office or office from home. What a gift to be able to do that for others. Some of us have the opportunity to interact with other people and in the face of messages of fear, proclaim the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In the face of messages of distrust, proclaim the message of trust in a God that never fails, a God that is faithful to us and to God's world. Onesimus, useful. We don't do baptismal names so much anymore. But we name children and adults as we baptize them. Usually it's the same name that they had when they were born and signed on the birth certificate. But still we do that thing. Amy, child of God. Denise, child of God. Kathleen, child of God. We name people. We remember the names. There is no one useless, forgettable in our community. There is no one useless or forgettable in our neighborhood. We remember the name. And as that name is given to us, like Onesimus, we are called to remain useful. To be a city on a hill, the light of the world, leaven. Yeast, have you tried to buy yeast? Oh my gosh, you can't find it anywhere. We are called to be that leaven, that yeast. In the loaf that is the world. How will you do that this week? How will you bring joy to somebody in your life? How will you bring joy to a stranger that you meet? How will you combat the fear of this world with the hope that we know in the gospel? It's down to us. This is our time. We are useful. We have a purpose. So go. Be light and salt and oh so hard to find yeast and bring light to the world and be useful like our friend Onesimus.